For the first time in NBA history, a 10 seed won their playoff matchup, and it happened twice in one night. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about which players have the most pressure and the most to prove in the 2023 playoffs. We're going to get into the comments from Dame Lillard about what the Portland Trailblazers need to do. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's CEO, H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at NBA Central Pod. But let's get into the content for today, right? So first up, for the first time in history, NBA history, in the short history of the playing tournament, the 10 seed is one. They're playing matchup. And it happened twice in one night. The Bulls beat the Raptors and the Thunder beat the Pelicans. The Bulls game, you guys know I'm a Bulls fan. But with the Bulls game specifically, it was a game that was so exciting in the second half of that game and how the Bulls came back from that 19-point deficit to really go on and defeat the Toronto Raptors. The defensive intensity, Zach Levine having a 39-point game, having what is the closest thing he's had to his playoff moment, right? Injured last year in the playoffs, didn't really get a chance to really make a huge impact in that series against the Milwaukee Bucks, but he shows up big time tonight. DeMar DeRozan's daughter being the MVP in that game, if you watch the game, you understood how she played a part in the Toronto Raptors missing 18 out of 36 free throws. And that was really the difference in that. Yes, the Bulls kicked up the defensive intensity. It was one of the better uh, defensively coached games from head coach Billy Donovan as well, going up against Nick Nurse, who was a pretty damn good defensive head coach himself in making adjustments. And I do think that this may be what, what the icing on the cake of, of Nick Nurse being removed as the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Now, we'll see what happens in that. I would not be surprised if by the end of this weekend, we get an announcement that the Toronto Raptors are going in a different direction. And i tell you what, Emil Doka could make a really big impact on that Toronto Raptors team. If that team, you know, the common thought around the Toronto Raptors was that at this past trade deadline, they may try to break up, you know, some of the redundant, not really redundant, but the duplication and kind of skill sets they have on some of the players on that roster. But I tell you what, if anybody can unlock that, Ime Udoka may be the one to do it if you can convince him to come to Toronto, right? You have players that were still there during the championship run. It really depends on what route the Toronto Raptors want to go. Do they want to trade some of their older talent, which they really don't have anybody on the roster that's too old, right? They just brought in Jacopoto there. Do they think they can do enough this offseason to really rebuild that roster and be right back, in, not in the play-in, but fighting for playoff spots and maybe even going, trying to get back to another ECF, right? Eastern Conference Finals. So, what this sends down the Raptors in the path that they go down is going to be really interesting because we, we thought that they may pick a direction at the trade deadline that they didn't. They added Jacopoto to that roster and, you know, thought that, or hoped that that was going to be enough to add so this team could really, you know, be better in the second half of the season. They were, they were better overall, but, you know, it was still you have to maybe look at that as a disappointment and down year for the Toronto Raptors. Whatever's going on with Fred Van Vliet at the end of the season, things like that. They have a lot of questions around them. But I tell you what, if they want to just try to retool rather than rebuild, then bringing in a coach like Udoka maybe make may sense for them. Or they very well could look at Scotty Barnes, could, could look at OG Ananobi and try to build around those players. Send off Fred Van Vliet. See what they can get back for Pascal Siakam. Let Jacopoto walk in free agency. They could do a lot of things and then, you know, maybe be worse, maybe get better draft picks for the next two or three years, but add some more talent to that roster, the Toronto Raptors have a decision to make. And I do think that this loss and them not getting to the actual playoffs may force them to, to pick a path in one way or another in this offseason and not necessarily kick the can down the road to next trade deadline. So that's going to be interesting to see. For the Bulls, now the Bulls go on to face the Miami Heat, a team that they're 3-0 and against for a chance to actually make it into the playoffs. Um, and 
The Bulls, who a team that's been largely disappointing this season, has been so up and down and has shown some flashes of being really, really good. Can they uh, beat the Miami Heat to then go on and make it to the to the actual playoffs for a first round um, matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks, which many people may look at as a pending first round exit? Now, next up, we got the Toronto Raptors defe- defeating uh, the New Orleans Pelicans in a game that I tell you what, I just did not expect the New Orleans Pelicans to lose this game. I didn't. I thought the Pelicans would definitely win this game and they would they would move on. But hey, it didn't happen that way. So now the Pelicans have decisions that they need to make. Which route are they going to go, right? I, I, I had a video on the channel earlier in, do the Pelicans need to switch? Not move and trade Zion, but instead of building around Zion, do they need to build around the, sk- the skill set of Brandon Ingram? That may make that a little bit more clear, but I'm happy to see the OKC Thunder get to this level. Shea Gilgis Alexander has had an MVP-level season. Now, the team is not did not n- win enough games for him to even remotely be in that conversation, but the, the, the season that Shea Gilgis Alexander is having I love to see from the young guy. I love to hit for him to continue to build off this. But they now go on to a matchup against the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that's been very disappointing this season. And I hope that the OKC Thunder can pull it out. But let me know what you guys think. In the two playing matchups coming Friday, Chicago and Miami and OKC versus Minnesota, who do you have winning these matchups? I also put that in the community tab on the YouTube page. But let's move into the next one. We're heading into a playoff where there are a lot of storylines, a lot of, you know, I had an episode with P. Kidd in which he brought up legacy, right? But which players have the most to prove in this uh, this playoff series? And I'm looking at Joel Embiid and James Harden, mainly because James Harden, as good as he's been over his career and as times he's had really big games, playoffs have been a very, very big struggle over the course of James Harden's career. And Joel Embiid, I'm putting them in there together, the Philadelphia 76ers overall, Joel Embiid has had an MVP-level season. He may very well be the MVP of this season. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you look at trust the process that the Philadelphia 76ers went, Joel Embiid is really the only player to come out of that process of all those years of tanking, and they still have not really even won an ECF. They haven't even been to a finals. And so when you look at this team, what they both have going on, the fact that is how, how much longer is James Harden with the Philadelphia 76ers? When do the Philadelphia 76ers decide to go on in another direction? All those things are facing this team, and I think both these players have a lot to prove, and hopefully that incentivizes them to play their best basketball, play free, get it done, and they have a job to get done. Next one up is Nikola Jokic. I had an episode on this as well earlier in the season. Jokic is an MVP. He's a multi-time MVP. But I, I, I wouldn't say that he's necessarily had the disappointing playoff run of a James Harden, but it hasn't netted or gotten them anywhere. Now, yes, the team has – it's a team effort. It's a team thing to win a finals, right? And not necessarily saying that the, the Denver Nuggets need to walk out of this, the NBA champions, but I would like to see them go on a, on a stronger run, get to a finals, right? There's a lot for Nikola Jokic to prove. People doubt him, right? People even doubt the validity of his MVPs, right? People think that he's stat stuffing per Kendrick Perkins, stat stuffing for an MVP. There's a lot of doubt around that, whether you agree or disagree. And I think Nikola Jokic has a lot to prove in this upcoming playoff. And by the same notion that I talked about, James Harden and Joel Embiid, you got to put Paul George and Kawhi Leonard there. They, this was another manu- uh, player-manufactured super team that has just not been able to get over them, has not been able to stay healthy. Yes, we know they have a championship-level ceiling, but they've not been able to even remotely get close enough to that ceiling because they haven't been able to stay healthy enough and on the floor together enough to do it. And I think that's going to be a big test for the Los Angeles Clippers to see if they can get that far, right? If they, if they can play well enough to, to, eat, to have some level of success to where you can look at that team and say, hey, if they just build off this, if they make this and that change, maybe they can do some things. Listen, the 4-5 matchup in this playoffs is going to be fun. When you look at the 
the uh, Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Russell Westbrook, KD, who's another player on this list who has a lot to prove because, listen, KD left the Warriors because he wanted to be the guy somewhere. He went somewhere, another player-manufactured super team in Brooklyn, and they just did not work out. They did not. That team fell apart over the course of a year and a half when you look at from the start of last season to this season and where that, where that team is now and where that experiment went. But Kevin Durant has a lot to prove, I think, in this playoffs and with this team, right? This team is going to have a foundation. We know that this team really depleted their bench, and I'm not saying that they need to walk away. Nobody on this list is mentioned to say that they need to win the finals. But it's just that they, they have a lot to prove in how they play, how can, they can come together. They're going to have to replenish that bench, hopefully, in the offseason. And then when you look at the change of the new CBA, it's going to make it even more restrictive for that team and the way that they came together to really add to that team without giving up pieces and having to do it through the trade market. So I think that they have a lot to prove as well. But Keeley, uh, Kevin Durant in that time. Let me know what you guys think. Who are some players on your list that have a lot to prove in this, in this playoff uh, run in the 2023 playoffs? All right. The last topic for today before we go is Dame Lillard and his recent comments on the Portland Trailblazers in the offseason. Dame Lillard has called this the most important uh, offseason since he's been a Portland Trailblazer, and he says this. It ain't a threat. I ain't going to say I'm putting them on the clock. I'm just saying if those things can't be done, we can't do something significant like that, we won't have a chance to compete on that level. Not only will I have a decision to make, but I think the organization will too because at that point it's like, are you going to go young or are we going to get something done? And I, for one, commend Damian Lillard for saying this. Not to say that he's holding it over the organization's head of, you need to do every move that I want you to do or I'm out of here. But just to be realistic in, hey, we can't get this done in a realistic amount of time. We both got some tough decisions to make. And that's really in the in the multiple videos that I've done on this topic on this channel this season. That's That's been the biggest one. You do have some decisions to make. And the Portland Trailblazers and Dame at some point have to decide if it's best for both their futures to maintain that relationship. Or do both need to go on for the betterment of the team and the betterment of Dame Lillard, who I know Dame wants to win a title. I know he does. I know he would rather do it in Portland. You know he's loyal to there because he's been there for so long. But I'm sure Dame, and in the career that he's been able to have, really wants to win a title, wants a chance to compete for a title. Not even going to a team just to for sure be the, the, the odds-on favorite to win a title to just make a super team, but he wants a chance to compete. And he really has not had that in his run on the Portland Trailblazers. So some decisions are going to have to be made. And I wonder if the Portland Trailblazers or Dame are really prepared to, I know Dame says it, you're putting, he's not putting them on the clock, but at some point a decision has to be made. But I tell you what, it seems like Dame is going to give them one more offseason to make, make it happen. But at the trade deadline of next season, we may be talking about a time where Dame and the Portland Trailblazers separate. And I honestly think that decision should be made this summer. I think that hopefully... Dame and the front office sit down and talk about what deals are on the table, what deals they can make, what ways can they realistically improve the team. And if that, if those improvements it, it, that they feel that they can make aren't enough to really get in contention, to really get close, to really compete, and not just be like a playing team scratching by, then maybe your best decision is to make that this offseason and in part ways mutually. And I do think that that is something that the both sides are going to have to make that decision sooner rather than later. And I think the longer that you push that off, the more hurt you do to Dame's legacy, his chance to compete for a title, and to the Portland Trailblazers passing up on young talent and draft picks that they could get if they decide to blow it up. If you look at some of the deals that were made this trade deadline, had the Portland Trailblazers decided to go ahead and move on from Dame, and he made that decision as well, they could have recouped way more picks than what they're going to be able to recoup now with the new CBA. 
considering the new CBA makes it so restrictive for how many future picks teams over the cap or over that second threshold can trade, right? They can't trade out five years like other teams can. And so because of that, you have now, theoretically, because if Dame's going to go to another team, theoretically, that would be a team over the luxury tax because that team already has a base there that is close to competing and Dame would put them over the top. But you have already limited now how many first round future first that you can come back, you can get back in a Dame trade because you didn't decide to do this. And I think that as that goes on and as salaries rise, they already, you know, flatten the salary cap to where it's not going to have the huge spikes anymore. It gets more and more restrictive. And every year that goes by, you make it possibly more hard as Dame's contract rises as well to possibly move on from him. So I think that I would hope that they make that decision this offseason. I think that both sides are maybe stubborn enough to where it's not going to happen, but you may have to start trying to make that decision. But let me know what you guys think on that as well down below. But that is it for today's daily episode of NBA Central. You can follow the show at NBA Central uh, Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. But that's it for today's episode. I will see you guys next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break.